Welcome everyone to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast. It is your boy, Darry Lips, with my man Gio. How are you, brother? I am bundled in and I ain't coming out. <laughs> <laughs> We're all locked in. We're all locked down. Um, but we are still here. Luckily, we don't have to do this face-to-face, so we're not breaking any rules. <laughs> right. God. If my life was a TNA pay-per-view, it would be lockdown. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, there, there's the title then. <laughs> that's, that's that done. Sweet. Done it nice and early this time. <laughs> right. So, the world is crazy right now, people, but wrestling is still trying to to provide an outlet it's a very different wrestling world i think at the minute um that we're going through and i think some people aren't catching on to that from what i read on twitter i don't feel like people are still expecting the same sort of level of show and you know everyone has to yes level of show did you see half the stuff i just showed you for wrestlemania yeah they are literally taking advantage of this being an empty place yeah uh, like I was reading, so you know, let's look at some of that. So first of all, the Cena Wyatt match is going to be like some movie production House of Horrors thing, from what I'm reading. And like, you know who they got? You know who they got to help with that? Who? Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash produced all the TNA ones with the Hardys and everything. Wow. See, so you know, maybe we need to look at this like as something else. Like, like he produced those final deletions. He produced the. One where, like, I think somebody was fighting uh, Scott Steiner. It was, like, the announcers and stuff. And he did, he helped a lot with, the like, the Rosemary and all those type things. Wow. See? and Which is some of the best stuff TNA did. And imagine him with a WWE budget, you know? Like... I, I was trying to explain with someone like they're not going to have done this if they didn't think they could, you know, they're not stupid, you know, they're not stupid. They're, they're business savvy. And I just think, you know, and then like this house of horrors thing, if they done right, as long as there's no bugs on the floor, like no worms or anything, like they're okay. But you know, I think um, it's got to be, it's got to be applauded because as long as it's not, you know, the same thing we got with uh, white Norton, which I don't think it will, because I think they're going to be doing this offset, and they it's going to be like a movie, you know? Because that um, that in Orton one was pretty hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. When the bugs come, dude, pinned him with a refrigerator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And whatever the and they got, whatever the boneyard match is. Yeah. So what's which I'm guessing is going to be some sort of graveyard thing brawl. Yeah, like maybe they're I would filming so. on a graveyard set, which would be which would be good. Because like, I know they said that supposedly Mania is gonna be shot from different locations. Yeah, so I'm guessing that's what the Cena Wyatt thing is from somewhere. This Boneyard's gonna be somewhere else. There'll be some of the cards in in the performance center still, but obviously with no crowd, it's gonna have to be a little bit different. You know, it's gonna have to be a little bit different. Um, I think. Um, I think it's solid enough. Like, I'm quite excited to see what Boneyard means. Because um, I am excited for it. I think because I've, ma- I've managed to sort of take my head out of it not being what I expect, yeah. it's going to be something different. Um, it's going to be good on, like, it, why it may not be good on the, like, the wrestling standpoint of it, 
creative and storytelling wise, it's going to be something to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. It is definitely going to be something to watch because I think, you know, you can see from what they're planning with the Cedar match and what they're planning with the AJ match. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, we've got another week, haven't we, of shows before. Yeah, we have. So we've got well, another everything, week. supposedly everything has already been filmed and like they're, they, they got everything in the can and they're set just in case anything goes into lockdown. They have stuff filmed. Right. So I'm, yeah. So I think that's um, that's pretty good. Uh, I think um, I think what they've done, and I mean a big shout out to AEW too. Still went ahead with their Hardy and and Brody Lee plans, which I think worked really well. I don't think they were bad at all. Um, I really enjoyed the debuts. I was worried that it was going to lose some of the magic having no crowd, um, but I still think they pulled that off. I think the Raws and Smackdowns that I've seen. I mean Smackdown wasn't the greatest, but I think Raw last night was pretty good um i, I was quite i did i didn't realize how much i actually enjoyed they did the um, rerun of the did you catch match. the ref botch during the andrade match what the four count <laughs> <laughs> yes he counted to four <laughs> and then then he kicked out and then he said two and you're like but wait i've just seen you count to four bro <laughs> um I, I andrade and gaza like if you didn't have the uh u.s title would make a really good team would make a really good Speaking tag team. of, they are going for those tag titles yeah 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 that was announced alone like two extra matches um that match against the street profits and alistair black versus bobby lashley which you know i think it just gives them something to do doesn't it like uh, to be fair i'd like to see that match I'm not complaining. Like I, I think they could put on a good, good match, a wrestling match. Those two. Um, so yeah, like, uh, but yeah, Andrade and Gaza, I think could be really, really good. I think with the Street Profits too, that could be really entertaining. Because um, we saw both tag teams in action. I mean, even Ricochet and Alexander. I mean, if they are at a loss with those two, they're not a, a terrible, a terrible tag team. The only thing I thought with that tag match is for being an empty arena, it probably went on too long, but. I know they had time to fill. I mean, that's just me splitting hairs. Um, and it was good to see Shane Vaughn and Brendan Vink on Raw. Ah, wow. I thought <laughs> Shane Thorne had disappeared. I'd even forgot about Shane Thorne, but they get a run out on Raw. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good to see them. Um, and of course, your new 24-7 European TV champion. <laughs> they put it back on Truth, which I think isn't a surprise because truth can f be good at filling some gaps with that at WrestleMania around the performance center. I think, um, I think they could use that it, with our truth, having the belt that will provide some light entertainment and gap fills. So, you know, yes, Riddick Moss has had a half decent run, but I think that makes sense. Um, the problem uh, is, is you can't make that belt a series belt. And that's what they were trying to do with Riddick Moss. Yeah. The that belt works best when it's a when you got it's a random comedy chase. Yeah. And our truth knows how to pull off the random comedy chase. Yeah, like if you go back in time when you think probably the best hardcore champion was Crash Holly. And you know, because that was fun. Like what was the one when they were in the, the kids' play pit and stuff? Oh my god, he was like chasing them through the ball pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and then he beat him up, and they beat him up in the airport at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
which I just find very, very funny. But it's, you're right. It's that. It's the comedy aspect of it that needs that needs to be looked at because, um, you know, R-Truth and, like, back in the day, Crash Holly, those two worked really well because of what they did, you know, with it. Um, it should be fun. It should be, like, little comedy chases trying to get the belt. Um, um, and also confirmed was... Um, they confirmed basically all the matches that we all knew was happening. So like Owens and Rollins. Are you expecting any more stipulations other than the two well, that have been? They 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 announced a six a six woman match, and then they announced a five woman match. Yeah, because uh, unfortunately Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke isn't just... feeling too great. <laughs> so we wish her a speedy recovery. I'm guessing but... that's why they're doing Andrade in them too, because you said Rey Mysterio also. Yeah, so they said today that Rey Mysterio and Dana Dana Brooke are, are not well. Um, so I'm guessing that's why Andrade and Gaza are in there. Um, I'm ass I'm assuming, and uh, maybe Carrillo's got some travel difficulties, but I'm assuming that's why. And supposedly um, each night is going to be a different world title on the line. Yeah. So the first night didn't, uh, I think is Roman raising Goldberg on the first night. Um, because there's been a lot of news saying that um, Brock Lesnar couldn't travel, but he's a, he's, he's a dual citizen, isn't he? So he's, he falls into the essential. He, he can travel. It was the non, the non citizens that had to, um, that had to, had to not travel but i think he should be all right i don't think i think they would have said something already if they thought there was any doubt of brock lesnar being around um but yeah and then um andy randy orton obviously accepted his challenge i did like randy orton's promo last night i have to say i thought randy orton's promo was um really really good again they're utilizing the empty arena they're gonna have an empty arena match and you think, like, in a last man standing, being Edge's first full match back as well, um, giving them just an empty arena to do their thing, I think that will be a fine match. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried about any of it. Like, the matches that are left in the ring are going to be okay in, like, an empty arena because they're solid workers, good indie guys, you know, that are used to sort of working in that situation. Um, I think Seth and Kevin Owens will be really, really good. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think with the way the world is, to be able to have something to look forward to a little bit is important. Right. You know, like it's not going to be the same. So it is what it is. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania happens in two places. So, and it, I also read so NXT, the matches that had already been announced for Takeover are going to happen on the weekly nxt program starting okay. from april 1st um so apparently triple h is going to announce it on this wednesday but they're going to start to put the matches on the weekly wednesday show so they're going to uh they're going to do it that way instead of right. doing a take and they're they're moving the whole fame to SummerSlam, which makes sense i mean that that one i think I think that makes perfect sense because SummerSlam's the next big event and they could do it there quite easy, can't they, the night before or something. So um, I think that makes sense. So they seem to, and you know, they've offered the network for free. So people are going to watch and sign up and watch WrestleMania for free. Um, it's going to be, oh no, it's a limited time up to WrestleMania, isn't it? Sorry. It's um, it's to get them to watch Mania. Yeah, get people yeah. To, to pay. Um, 
they've put like quite a things on that you can watch. They're also it's also testing out how they're gonna do their free tier and everything because they're gonna be doing the tier system soon. Oh, is that actually going ahead? I, they've well, been... that they've been planning this for a while with the tier system. Like, you're gonna be able to get a tier system where it's free, where all you'll be able to watch is uh nxt and like i think a select few of the documentaries and stuff then there's the ten dollar one which is going to be like the weekly shows then it's like i think another one where it's uh all the classic stuff only and then it's the full package right okay and then like supposedly with the fruit the full package they're working on getting stuff like evolve and a couple of like uh, indie companies to just throw on there for extra content. Ah, okay, but that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I think network has to adjust a little bit. I don't think you know. I really enjoy the network. I've never, I've never Which had a problem they, playing that. So they have a working relationship with Evolve. So if they can get the Evolve catalog and throw that onto their thing, it's going to make the network even bigger. Yeah, yeah, because. Evolve has like a hundred and sixty something shows. Wow! From the start. Ah, and that's big, pretty big. That is pretty big. Yeah, so I mean, as I say, um, but it's not available in the Middle East or North Africa, is it? Like Saudi Arabia said they couldn't get it, which is quite funny. The videos are locked, <laughs> which is funny seeing they go there all the time but they can't watch it <laughs> i just i found that quite funny um yeah i found that quite funny um i what i did find funny this week i have to mention the two things the gofundme that was launched for coco beware <laughs> I, I didn't even please humor me because i didn't even know about this so he needs knee replacement surgery yeah and um people were like oh my god it's coco and they've started a gofundme page for him to have the surgery <laughs> he needs to the goal is set at ten thousand, and you can actually donate to help him get a new knee <laughs> just out of nowhere i see it coming up in my feed like support coco beware and i'm thinking what the what are what? you talking about <laughs> coco beware really did anything to hurt his knee yeah, I mean, the man doesn't wrestle, doesn't commentate. You haven't seen or heard of him. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I'm guessing it's just one of them things. Like, right now, though, as well, when everyone's not working and worried, let's go give some cash to Coco Beware out of the blue, yeah? <laughs> um, I'm, 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 I could say this safely because we're in a no contact. My idiot of the week is Braun Strowman. Oh. Please don't break my door down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Um. He said some pretty stupid stuff on Twitter, so he gets yeah. idiot of the week because he pretty much told independent wrestlers, "If you ain't working, go find a regular paying job." Yeah. Just. Just bad. Come on, Bron. Yeah. Like I, in the timing. And um, then you go and you try to tell people, "Well, I'm an independent contractor, so I ain't getting paid." B.S. Vince McMahon will pay you up front, buddy. Yeah. Of course he will. And like, it was just, it was a really stupid thing to say, especially in the circumstances. Like, it would have been stupid to say at any point. But to say it in amongst what's happening right now, when people literally don't know what they're doing and how to resolve it, and governments are trying to help, 
um yeah I, I i don't know like it was just really really pathetic um i actually had had my own i don't know if it's idiot but i also had my own the whole sponsor a tiger advert that the undertaker and michelle mccall done really <laughs> really weirded me out like i <laughs> just i mean i guess with this no contact law we we don't have nothing to be afraid of because they ain't hunting us down anytime <laughs> just oh i just watched the advert and i watched it like three or four times yeah when you're in stunned silent like I just, what is he doing? Like, I don't know. He even added the rest in peace. <laughs> oh, my Lord almighty. Just like, okay, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing he needs the money, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Goodness me. I don't me. think he needs the money. He's got, like, all that Saudi pay. Yeah, he gets so... paid good to do those shows. Ah, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it's a very weird situation. And then, you know, so fair play. But yeah, Broad Strowman, definitely idiot because he didn't think that through. Um, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, John Moxley has actually donated some money to some promotions I read. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, he did it quietly, but that stuff always gets out, did it? I mean, um, um, what in yeah. guts has been rescheduled? Yes, yes, it has. And they've indefinitely really? postponed, or it'll be indefinitely behind closed doors. They haven't sort of set any time, but AEW is still planning to go ahead. Um, but yeah, uh, so it'd be Some fan complained about, and I know Jericho told him to like, sit down and shut up. And that's the thing, like I, I've defended it a lot. Like a mate of mine, big wrestling fan, and he was just like this, that, complaining, WrestleMania this, they're not going to get their moment. And I'm like, but what can they do? Like, they're still trying to provide some entertainment at some level. The problem is, you is know? you cannot postpone it. Because if it was cancelled or postponed altogether, it throws up everything and the way that they book out of whack. Because they use the time after Mania to book up to SummerSlam. They mm -hmm. use from SummerSlam to after SummerSlam to book towards Survivor Series. Each one has a set thing. Mm -hmm. And if you cancel Mania, then you have to cancel. And, or if you postpone Mania and you put it to another time, then you have to postpone SummerSlam to another time. And like it all gets messed up. Nobody's watching SummerSlam in the fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just. It can't. And the thing is, with the way that it can be produced, like, as we were saying at the beginning, like, some of the plans they have for, like, this AJ match and this Cena match, you know, it's an entertainment business first, you know? And things can be produced, you know? It's much like um, what Edge said, and he was like, what the world really needs is outlets, whether that's books, movies, whatever it is, just to be able to try and forget and laugh and have fun, remember what it is to be human. That was his words, and why, like, he was still doing it. Um... And he said, as long as we can try and be as responsible and safe as we can, why wouldn't we try and do this for everyone? You know, they're performers first, you know. Um, uh, also and I just think it's good. Out, yeah. Shout out to whoever's listening to this podcast as going back to the booking committee because Tamina's got a match. I know, right. Within the week of us asking, where was Tamina? Boom, she's in the title match. And I did so, say, wouldn't it be funny if they just put the Whoever's on this committee that's listening to the podcast, <laughs> go for it. It's, Where's Carlito? Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, Maybe Carlito next. <laughs> that's all we need. Um, that's all we need is Carlito. <laughs> Carlito back and we're done. I swear, if Carlito comes back now, someone's listening. Um, but again, I mean, I think that's probably the only match I was a little confused about. But they haven't had a chance to build any reason of a solo Sasha v. Bailey match. I mean, they could have just had Sasha um, Page be a B and say, you know, you two are fighting, that's it. But why not do it in a in an elimination match and try and build a bit of story in the match? Like they could clear out the other four. Let them now. do some. Let them do SummerSlam, if anything. Yeah, like those two have been friends on and off for like a long time. Let her win. Let randomly. Banks win Money in the Bank this year. Mm-hmm. You know, start calling herself Money in the Banks. Yeah, and then let her randomly catch in on 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 Bailey. And Bailey be like, well, what the what the hell did you do that for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just think, you know, like they couldn't they couldn't just they couldn't throw so many matches together. There had to be a sort of reason. So I I I'm not hating it. Like and it gets Naomi on, it gets Lacey Evans some time, gets Tamina back. We can all laugh at Tamina being back. So, you know, let's um let's try and enjoy it. And you can't just put those two in a match. That does need some build and that does need crowd to get into it, you know? Um it does it does need it done. It does need it done. But I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm looking forward to Bailey and Sasha getting it on finally. Um TNA cancelled their New York event too. Yeah, there's been loads of cancel. I mean it's I mean it is sad and I'm I'm glad that AEW I mean they can't have I mean I know the guys that own AEW are rich, but I I like that they're still uh trying to to go on i mean it must be difficult for them money wise like they must rely a little bit especially as a new business um doing that so i'm i'm just uh i'm just glad that they're still trying that's the thing is a lot of places are taking hits japan wrestling wise in japan it's a they're taking a big ginormous hit over there right now yeah because new japan Hasn't ran an event since January. Wow. They went on their normal break after Wrestle Kingdom. And then they came back for, I think, two shows. And then they had to cancel everything else. God. And they've just done the Olympics, too. So Japan is just losing everything it had planned this year. Like, So, like, they're very... From what I've read, they're very nervous that Vince McMahon and Triple H and all of them are going to take advantage of this and push their way in to do the NXT Japan with the way that the economy is over there right now. And that would be the time. I mean, they are still a business, but yeah, I mean, that, that would, be, uh, would be difficult if they were to do something like that. I mean, it's... Um... It's just, a, it's just a weird time in it. But well, that's what I'm saying is there's a lot of people like a lot of different people in Japan are very nervous that that's what Vince and Triple H are going to pull off because they know that the time is right to strike over there with every with all them needing the money. Yeah, 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 and 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 it's just it's just a frightening time for them. Like you know everything everything. Yeah, as you say, Japan wrestling is just null and void. I mean, it's only WWE and AEW that we're getting to see, and and AEW is just a weekly show anyway. So. Um, I feel a bit sorry for Japan. I mean, in a few months when we're all back in sync and everything's open and we're enjoying shows again, hopefully a load of people will flock out and, you know, and 
and give support to to all of it um because I, i'm really missing like alternatives i'm missing nwa power i'm not gonna lie um but you know well, they're it, done till june i believe they said yeah till june yeah it's till june um because i'm guessing like you know they just they just can't can they um it's just like the backing like i don't know if if there's any support for companies like that like they're doing over here for entertainment ones um but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but um it's gonna be weird now one thing i did want to bring up so i don't know if it's going to be a touchy subject but did you watch dark side of the ring i did and what do you think i'm like i've always been on the like I've said it, I've said it on here, and I've said it a couple of times. I've always been a fan of Chris Benoit, the wrestler. Chris Benoit, the person, is a whole different story. You know, the man had his issues, and unfortunately, he handled them the way that he handled them. Do you think it's? Um, do you think it's right, like the way that they're portraying it across on? on the screen like the way they've done it you think they're telling the right i think story? they're doing it in a very respectful and tasteful way yeah i think so um because i think it's one of them it's one of them conversations in it where depends what angle you're coming from because as you say if, if you're talking as wrestling fans benoit is, is a big deal like you know from a i wrestling mean fan. some of my favorite matches were some of some of the matches he was in the ma- I think it was the 2004 Royal Rumble where it was him and Kurt Angle and they tore the house down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember there was a two out of three falls match for the European and intercontinental Hold title. on, because I'm going to look this up while I'm talking to you right now. I want to see exactly what year that was. Okay. Um, yeah, because uh, I, I remember like there was two out of three. Kurt Angle had both belts, European and intercontinental. And it was a triple threat, two out of three for each title between Benoit, Jericho, and Angle. One of my favorite matches. Uh, okay. 2003, actually. It was the 03 Rumble. Angle, Benoit. And it was such a good match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. like, And that's the bit. Like, You have to separate yeah. the two, unfortunately. You can't have a conversation about Benoit being as one like because if it was based on just wrestling like he'd be first name in hall of fame any year but it can't be because like you know we can't have kids seeing oh who's this benoit guy that you know and that's the only news that you'll see but you also have to take into account that the man was really ill you know um the man was, was, well, was yeah it's been on record that his brain was like mush yeah and on top of his friend passing away Two years prior, it just it he lost himself. Yeah, yeah. Once Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero kept him going, and once Eddie Guerrero passed, he just like completely started just distancing and losing himself. Like there's things where Chris uh, Jericho said, like he'd catch him, like you know, in the in the basement of wherever they were gonna wrestle at whatever arena and he'd be doing like 50 something push-ups and if he got interrupted he'd start getting angry at himself and start over he's also like you know yeah as you say trained really hard and it's that it's that mental push that you put on yourself to be the best isn't it and then 
if you if you then get illness on top of that and mental health kicks in you know and i think i think um jericho's uh jericho's words were quite good and i think chavo you could see how much it means to chavo and stuff like that. um because chavo was one of the last people to actually speak with him in some form wasn't he? and chavo was the one that found him oh wow he actually found him i knew that they text because he didn't show up at a show and stuff. um oh no benoit one. sorry no I, I was thinking eddie for a minute yeah um he Chavo was one of the very few that got the text message. Yeah, it was like him and EC. I believe it was him. One of the referees got a text. Like a couple of people got them, and they all reported to WWE immediately and were like, "Yeah, there's something going on right now." Yeah, because I remember Vince coming out saying that he didn't show up for a show, and that's when Vince was like, "That's just not. That's not. That's not Chris Benoit. Like he doesn't do that. You know, he doesn't just not show. Just no show with no word." Um, and then obviously all the texts come through. So, yeah, I just, I find it quite interesting because it's always going to be one of those, you know, ones for trolls to sort of wind people up. It's going to be always one of those taboo ones. But I think, you know, what he done, you can never forgive. But if you actually look at the story, you know, like, dude had pushed himself into a place where it wasn't Chris Benoit anymore, you know? And that's that's exactly it. He just pushed himself into a mental state where he wasn't acting the way that a, a normal person would act yeah and that that's the thing that's not me trying to give him a, a way out um it's just me obviously saying that you know it, it wasn't chris benoit it wasn't the chris benoit that we were at all oh and then i did watch an interview with change the subject slightly with baron corbin praising sort of matt hardy about um telling him that he was a true heel and that you know everything Everything he's doing is great. See, um, that's the thing is with Corbin, I've never really had a problem with him. The man, whether he's in character or out of character, he knows how to get the negative heat. Yeah. And yeah, like, and it was actually like the first time he did an interview that I'd seen where he wasn't playing Baron Corbin and he was saying stuff like, you know, he wants a whole roster, he wants to work with a roster full of guys that want to be that level of John Cena. They want to take what we do to fill stadiums every night, you know? And, like, to read it in, to hear like, it like that, like, you're like, actually, I, this guy gets it. I watched, I remember he did the, the breaking ground I watched. And, like, he had words where he was like, people ask if I have friends in the wrestling business here. Not really, because to me, I don't want to mix my friendship with my business. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got that definitely from his interview, you know, because he was saying, like, he wants to be the guy uh, that Lesnar goes, hey, I want to work with Corbin or Rock to go. If I'm coming back for one more match, I want to fight Corbin. He wants to be that guy, that kind of level of heel and stuff, you know. And I, I was just it was um, it was just good to hear because he's like, it frustrates me that, you know, if you don't want to be the best here, don't be here, leave. Very punk-esque kind of attitude to wrestling, you know. Uh, it just showed me a new level of Baron Corbin because, like, as I say, he he works really hard. He doesn't really, he hasn't really ever had time off with injuries. I think he only had that one pretty big one when he first got called up. He's never really missed any time. He's done all the stupid stories. You Cor- know, I don't think Corbin really had any injuries. No, there was a small one when when he first debuted, but he was out for a little bit, or they just took him off TV. Um, but yeah, he's a bit like the Miz. You never really see him because he's a good worker. 
Like, you never really see him. Off. Well, that's the thing is people, and Miz has even said it himself, like, people shit on the Miz's style, but how many years has the Miz missed wrestling? Yeah. He hasn't. No, yeah, no, he hasn't. Not at all. Um, not at all. So, which you have to, uh, you have to, you have to be grateful for. Um, you know, his style may be considered safe or whatever you want to call it, but in the long run, it's assuring him that he's going to get a payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think that will be famous, like, um, famous sort of scene, wasn't it, on that SmackDown, what was it, backstage thing that they used to do. Yeah. Really launched at Daniel Bryan, which... And I, think... I really think that that was a legit him, like, yeah, going off. Yeah. Because he's tired. I don't think it was a shot at Daniel Bryan. I just think Daniel Bryan was the last person to say it that really just drove it into him that he was like, well, listen. Yeah. And I think it was an attack at everyone. Like they probably told him, like, have some words with Bryan. And I think Miz took that as a platform to go, actually, I can have this shot at the world almost, you know? And I, I mean, see, uh, see a lot of Corbin like that. I was going to say, Corbin did, a, Corbin did one of those backstage things too at one point with uh daniel bryan where he said something like uh daniel bryan asked him like how it feels to just go right to the main you know right from nxt to the main roster like no biggie you didn't really have to train much you got right into nxt and he was like just because you know i was a football player and i didn't have to shake hands and you know wear my body down for ten dollars and a hot dog every week doesn't mean that I don't have the same passion as everybody else. No. And I think, I think I'm starting to, to learn it. As I say, when I watched the interview, I was, I was just listening to him like, okay, this guy, this guy's got, got a dream. You know, he's got, a, he's got a vision. He's got, when you watch that sort of Vince podcast, when he's saying people try to reach that invisible ring, Corbin's got that, you know, Corbin has got that. I feel in, in uh, that Vince McMahon one is still one of my favorites just because of the way he broke character. Because I told you, Stone Cold was just like, well, we're running out of time. And then Vince was like, um, I'm just going to go tell the producer real quick. We're running over time and to cut whatever's <laughs> next. And he was like, I can do things like that because I'm Vince McMahon. And I was yeah. just like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think what was good with that is I, th I feel like he, you know, doing it with Austin, he's obviously there's a lot of trust between those two. And I think See, that's yeah. the thing is I like those Austin ones because they don't have to be in character. Like even The Undertaker. Didn't have to be in character. Yeah, like when you listen to like the early Mark Calloway stuff, which you know no one really talks about, but we're on that on that podcast that or that talk show that he did. He talked a lot about how he became a wrestler to start with, you know, and a lot of the the heat he got when they first were like, okay, we're going with this Undertaker thing, and you're going to be the guy. And you know, it was good to hear because you never really hear that stuff. You don't really ever get talked about, you know. Um, and I, I like that. I like to see that. And as I say. That interview definitely showed me a different side of Baron Corbin. Corbin. 100%. Um, other bits of interview, the Matt Hardy thing, saying about he would still be in WWE if Triple H was in charge. Do you think that's true or do you think that's just Hardy? I See, that's the thing. I believe that is true because Triple H, he works different than Vince. Triple H lets people come up with their own ideas and he somehow incorporates it into the way Triple H sees the idea. Vince McMahon is, unless Vince McMahon thinks of said idea, said idea is not going to be done. Yeah. Like, 
that's why Zack Ryder got the position that he got into because at the same time he was getting over, Vince McMahon was like, Well, I didn't give I didn't make this character. I've talked to uh, uh, Ted DiBiase, actually. When I had a lunch with, like, Million Dollar Man, it was, like, me and a couple of my friends. He said the same thing, like, Vince McMahon, unless he makes you, you're not getting over. That's also with EC3. Vince McMahon didn't make the EC3 gimmick, so he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's the same thing, because... Hardy did say on it, didn't he? Like, he's always got respect for Vince, but nothing to you do know, with Hardy. You know, or Eric Young. Vince McMahon didn't make the Eric Young character, so to Vince McMahon, you're just a name from a company, and you're going to just do what I want you to do. Which doesn't work, because they, they've spent years building up these characters, and people get excited that they've joined the WWE, that they're going to see those versions of it, you know? And I think... Um, and I think that's the thing, because as Hardy said, it wasn't it wasn't anything about money. It was uh, didn't share the same visions for the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I think now with blood and guts uh, cancelled, it's going to be Hardy v Jericho in it one on one. I believe is what they're planning for Dynamite, which will be cool. Which Cody's will be cool. on commentary. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Um, yeah, they announced Cody's on commentary. That should be fun. That should be fun. Um, Because I I liked Jericho's reaction to Hardy being there. You know, I I must admit that was quite good. And I think it's quite clever. Hardy's obviously got the similar deal as Jericho and Moxley, and he that they can um, he can go to. Well, yeah, he said something like, "Yeah, I was gonna say he said something like I can wrestle in New Japan." Yeah, he's contact with a lot. Also, a driving force on why a lot of the people who jump over to AEW jump over there because. They are allowed to work other places besides just AEW, which is a big deal. Which is a big deal. Um, it's more paydays and it's more places for them to get their name out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, go to like if you can do it in Wrestle Kingdom in like the New Year. I mean, that would be pretty big for for Hardy and character and stuff. Um, I think that would look quite good for him. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for the future. I think you know, people can use this. I think both wrestling brands can almost use this um, as a bit of a reset. This might be good for WWE. You know, they could use this little gap as a little bit of a reset. AEW can just take take a little bit of stock and you know on what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, excited for the future. And it was good to hear that Ember Moon isn't far far from being back from what she spoke right because she got hurt i think at the rumble didn't she so yeah she said on the backstage with booker t no no she hurt her when she was chasing carmella for the 24 7 title okay she ripped her achilles clean off the bone oof yeah um so she's a little bit uh lost because she was quite close to coming back, but now obviously the therapy center is closed, so she's doing workouts at home, so it's held her back a little bit. But she is doing like recovery work. She is doing workouts, so she's back like on it and doing stuff, which I think is is good. Um, and then she uh she she started on Twitch, didn't she? <laughs> oh, hey! It was in a day she got one. Oh, uh, like okay. So I was excited for Paige on Twitch. Here we go. 
little rat. It took Paige a day to get partnered. Yeah, she well, she was partnered before she'd even streamed. Like, the tick was there when I followed before the stream, and then I lasted 10 minutes because it was the most... I love Paige, being British as well, and I want Paige back, and I love it whenever she's around, but it was the most awkward stream I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. She was playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, she played a bit of Zelda, and then she moved to Animal Crossing. She didn't really know what was going on. She kept looking around because obviously someone was telling her. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was awkward, but I'm sure she'll get better. I'm sure she'll get better, but um, it was uh, incredibly awkward to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was interesting because I thought it was the Alexa Bliss thing. But yeah, it was when Carmella was... Um... Well, because I remember that being reported as a thing. Like, she got hurt at one point because Alexa Bliss did that, like, that double rotation thing she does, the insult or whatever. And, like, she absolutely smashed her in the wrist. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but she confirmed it was she tore her Achilles clean off the bone, chasing Carmella. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was in San Francisco for Aurora to SmackDown. Uh, made it to the hotel, getting ready for SmackDown. Uh, you're in the 24-7 title run because Carmella won the night before. And she's like, okay, if you need me for that. She didn't want to do it, apparently. And she was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do the chase. Tore her Achilles off. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Yeah, she didn't even want to do it. Um, but apparently, uh, she did say in the interview that um, Beth Phoenix has been uh, has been helping her and Edge. Um, they apparently been supporting her through rehab and stuff. So she's probably she's got some good support. I, see, that's another one. Like, I feel like she needs a run with something. What, Ember? Yes. Definitely. Like she was red hot. Tea. Yeah, and I think. Because she's been off so long. I mean, she does have quite a fan base. I mean, I'm a big fan. Always have been of Ember Moon. I think when she comes back, it will be uh, it will be quite huge. Um, but old Booker T, I think it was quite good. So in the same, I think it was in the same podcast. Um, and he said that he shouldn't uh, be being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, he's like, I've never had nothing but good things to say about Eric. You're never going to hear me say anything. But, you know... He believed in something, but he doesn't think that he should be in the in the Hall of Fame. Oh, Bischoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bischoff, he's saying, is, is the wrong one to put in with NWO and stuff. So he's not a fan of that. I mean, I to me, I think Bischoff should get his own thing because Eric Bischoff, why he is as an, the guy who ran WCW. I think that for Trump's the NWO. Yeah, I think so. And I think Booker T's comment was um, he he saw it rise and he also saw it fall and then sort of got out. You know, like he did a lot of good things, but he then also did a bad things. Um, yeah, he, said he, sh he shouldn't have been in there. Um, with it but i guess in being inducted with the nwo i mean eric bischoff is the reason we got nwo i mean i kind of get the logic but um yeah yeah i, th I think it is, it's probably right but booker t didn't hold back i mean he didn't talk bad of him it's not like he talked he talked smack um he just uh he just said that he didn't think it was a good idea didn't think it was a good idea 
But um, uh, big shout out as well. We mentioned last week, Scott Steiner um, is expected to make a full recovery. He's going to be okay. Um, he's had a heart procedure in a couple of weeks ago, but he is. Uh, yeah, he is but really like, fine. He, it's, he's oh, he's almost died a few times. Yeah, like he got his throat kicked in. Yeah, that's why he's got like the weird tattoo that he's got with that like. Hardened sword thing because it covers up with like had to slice into his trachea, it wow. crushed his trachea. Jeez, and yeah, like I did think is he was back, so a pretty serious that. injury, yeah. But he, he turned up at the new era wrestling thing in Alabama that he was supposed to be fighting in, and he still gave the guy some chair shots after and then spoke to the fans saying, like, you know. <laughs> I don't remember Friday night. Don't remember Saturday night. I collapsed on the Friday. Don't remember nothing. He doesn't even remember walking to the ring or anything. He doesn't doesn't remember any of it. Um, and then he just remembers waking up in hospital. So I like but, to think it was slightly a bit. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's been um. It's just been a really interesting week, like of it all, and an interesting couple of weeks, like from the world. And I just think we should, um, we should just take stock that these guys are still trying to put on a show. Like I, I think, I think that's what we should be doing. We've got one well, more week. Let's respect that they're still giving entertainment while all these other places just said, "Forget it, we're done." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and I, and I, I, I just think what people need to do is completely forget how they know wrestling productions normally done and just see what they come up with for the next couple of months. Just remember, this is going to go away. This is going to get changed. We are going to go back to normal at some point. So let's just try and enjoy what we can while we can, you know? But yeah, I think uh, going through my list, you got anything else you want to bring up, buddy? I'm sure they're going to add a couple more matches. Now that there's the two-day thing, they're kind of just... So Start is it going to be like two, three-hour three hour shows? Yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see what, what SmackDown brings on Friday because they're apparently recording it. So I read that they've, they've started to move people around and have them in quarantine themselves in the hotel that they've booked. But they're moving well, that's what people I'm saying. They shuffling. pretty much recorded everything up until Mania, right? Okay, and then they're recording Mania the Wednesday and Thursday, right? So they can shuffle people in so they're not having... Too yeah, many people yeah. in a performance center. So right, I just right. Just hope we don't get any bloody um, uh, spoilers. You know, that's what. Well, that's that, that's what's gonna suck, and that's why like, they're very hesitant to do like they how they used to like when they did SummerSlam. Okay, there. Back then, there was no internet to spoil that it's going on right now. Yeah, they just have to be really careful. I am going to mute WrestleMania and WrestleMania 36, <laughs> I think, for a little bit. Um, I think I am going to mute it. I mean, I'm guessing with the way the world is, I'm, I'm, I'm barring anything major, I would expect Drew to win on the final night. Like, I'm guessing that's going to be the big baby face. Oh, they're they're going to get both. Well, I think that's where they're all the two titles on two different nights is both have their moments yeah so roman will take night one and drew takes night two or the other way around and stuff yeah i'm just i'm quite excited for if drew does get it 
I'm expecting a long title run. I'd expect him to fight someone like Seth Rollins after, just to sort of, you know what I mean? Just to keep the title and have a good heel. I'm expecting this Goldberg thing to be much like Batista was last year, where this is it, and he's just not saying anything. Done. Yeah. This is his way. A passing of the torch. Like Goldberg levels is probably Roman levels. I think it's going to be like how it was last year with. So you think Goldberg's just trying to psych himself up for one more one more good match. Put the put the ghosts of Saudi Arabia to bed and Exactly. And walk on. I hope so, for Goldberg's sake, because I'd hate him to have another bad one. Because I think another bad match and any sort of star pool that Goldberg has, he's almost destroyed, you know? Um, because, like, Goldberg is a legend. Like, Goldberg is, is a bloody legend. Like, from a WCW point of view, I mean, um, I wouldn't want him to completely destroy himself, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll see what SmackDown brings. Try and avoid spoilers. Um, try and stay safe. The world's a bit Don't crazy touch right anybody. Now. Don't touch anybody. Leave that to the wrestlers. Wash your hands. <laughs> Stay inside. Watch some network. Exactly. It's, it's two, three weeks of everyone staying inside and we can all start to look at what we're doing moving forward, you know? Just um, just be safe. And uh, we are still going to be here every Monday through quarantine, through lockdowns, through hella high water. Like every Tuesday. Well, I'm getting my days mixed up, see? It's a crazy world at the minute. I can't even remember. But we will still be here. We will still provide you a podcast. Um, Looking forward to SmackDown. Looking forward to it. We'll have a full WrestleMania review next week. Um, and I think, I think we've taken enough of your time. Go wash your hands. Go be with your family. Go and be safe. And uh, Gio, I'll see you next week, my man. Hey.